Hello, listeners. This is Julia Sotis on a totally different reality. Uh, Today we're going to talk about grief. Um, I think it's an issue that most of us have dealt with in one form or another. Um, Some, you know, deeper than others, but it's always... um, something really good to look really closely at. And I think that's something that people really have trouble with is really looking grief right in the eyes because it is, can be so traumatic and we're bought that we've bought that death is so significant. Um, So I have an expert on the line, um, (laughs) Annie Gelfand. And uh, I am really excited to talk to her about this subject. She's a, a coach and uh, she's been uh, an access consciousness facilitator and been working with access consciousness for about three years now. So um, welcome, Annie. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say about the expert on grief. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, I just find that it's just such a, it's an issue people don't look at. And so for somebody to, to be even looking at it and working with people to get through it, to me that is totally an expert. So Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, what is it that you struggle with mostly? Um, well, like, I find grief to be something, like, I've never been through a serious death. Well, I've been through one, and it made me spiral into a serious depression. I was 15, and um, my my uncle died, but he was, like, he spent every morning and almost every supper time at our house, and he just lived two miles down the road, so he drowned suddenly in the ocean in Cuba, and when he died, it was just, it was like the soul was sucked out of me, and I, I struggled with depression for about five years after that, and uh, I think that watching my dad, um, who had farmed with him for, um, you know, their whole lives, they were brothers, and either you know, both of them had farmed their whole lives. So watching my dad go through that was like even made it worse. And I know I was taking on a lot of his stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that using the tools of access, I've really, you know, changed that and created a really cool connection with him um, using the tools. But yeah, um, before we do get started talking about grief, so can you give us a little bit of your background? Absolutely. Um, work you've done? Yeah. Awesome. So I've actually been coaching for almost 20 years now. Um, I've been coaching individuals and teams to make what I call radical change. I love the word radical. Um, And I've been in business for over 30 years. I've done my coach training through the Coaches Training Institute, and I'm recognized and accredited by the International Coach Federation as a Master Certified Coach. Wow. is the highest credential that they award, and there are fewer than 7% of us in the world. Wow. Pretty cool. Um, I have a really weird background. (laughs) Um, I was in a corporate world, corporate career in strategic marketing and market research and consumer goods and healthcare fields. Wow. You have an MBA, right? I have an MBA. I was like, I was looking at your credentials and I was like, I just saw a lot of words. <laughs> the only one I recognized was an MBA. <laughs> well, you know, Julia, I have so many certificates, I need more walls to put them up on. I have been a seeker my whole life, and, you know, I've always been chasing, you know, if I get this, then I will know, and if I get this, then I will know, and then I will, you know, all of that. So 
And ultimately, um, I, this is the most uh, probably, you know, of this reality we are so taught that if we achieve a successful career, if we have lots of money in the bank, if we have a stable marriage and we have a house and we're doing vacations, that we've achieved success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and so that's what I set out to do. I, I wasn't really... I wasn't, you know, high on the a conscious awareness choice list at the time, and probably about your age when, when I got married my first time. And um, I married a doctor and, and uh, helped put him through medical school, and, <clears throat> according, and I had this successful corporate career, and from everybody else's eyes had achieved what everyone would call success, but I had this longing in my belly. I couldn't quite identify, and I'm looking around at everybody, and nobody is happy, but everybody's doing the same thing, and it drove me wild, like, why are you all choosing to do the same thing when it's not freaking working? Like, surely there has to be something else possible. So I didn't know much about, well, I didn't know anything about access, but obviously I knew something because I was asking questions like, what else is possible? What else can I choose? So right. I was literally the monk that gave away her Ferrari, not my best choice. And, uh, Did you actually? Yeah, no, no, I didn't actually have a Ferrari. I wish oh. I had. <laughs> the lifestyle that came with the Ferrari, let's put it that way. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I went to India. I gave literally everything away. And I went to go study uh, meditation and yoga and Vedanta philosophy with a guru uh, wow. in the Himalayas of India. And I lived there for seven years. Wow. And it's been, it's been an interesting journey. For much of my life, I have had a lot of illnesses and things with my body. And I, you know, and something super painful things, you know. And, and when I was in India, it kind of came to a, to a head there where I had just so much stuff going on. And I, you know, over and over again, I knew that my body had information for me, but I just didn't know what to do to access it. And it it was just so frustrating. So I began to do more of an inner inquiry, even more than meditation. I mean, meditation is is good, but so it's been a, I mean, I could be here just talking about that for an hour. (laughs) So before we get distracted into that, I, let me leap into, um, so the journey has taken me to, you know, the coach training, which has all been about seeking where I be, where I can find me, the, the, the path to India, to meditation, and ultimately all the holistic practitioner uh, licenses and trainings that I've had and ultimately to access consciousness has been all about where, where I can find me because I knew that people were just not being themselves. And that's been my message all along because it was true for me. Mm-hmm. So there's been a, a kind of a journey of of a lot of just um, peeling off the layers of lies of what I thought I was, and access consciousness tools has been so effective at just getting to the core of who I am, and I'm offering those and and have added those to my tools with my coaching clients, and that has made you know the the coaching so much more effective. Hmm, fantastic. Um, so, in your experience, let's let's kind of dive into the subject of grief. Um, thanks for the background; that's really fascinating. Um, on the subject of grief, um, like, where do you find that people 
really stick themselves. Like there's, well, I shouldn't even say that. It, it like in the sense that we we have so much trouble looking at it. Um, like, what do you think um, is the cause of that, or what could change that? It's it's kind of like grief is one of those areas where you know it's first of all it's death, right? Mm-hmm. So we've made death. Death is truth in this reality. There is death like you live to die really like the second Mm -hmm. you start to you know you're born you start dying essentially so death is a truth in this reality and what if death wasn't but that doesn't mean that um you know you still have like when you ask what is it that people you know make makes it so difficult it's people have this idea and it comes back to the not being themselves but people have this idea that they're supposed to be okay I don't need any help. I don't need any this. I don't need any that. So they're they're hurting inside. They're missing that person that that you know that they've lost, and pretending that everything's okay. And you know, and and if you ever like, I have had quite a lot of um, people die in my life. In fact, way too many. It's weird. Um, mm-hmm. My father died when he was fifty-one, and I had just turned sixteen. Um, my mom died. She was a ripe old age of uh, about 87 so you know still you know parent another parent and then my brother um i have two older brothers my middle brother died at 57 and lots of friends uh, also around me so i've had it around me a lot and um and i've also had clients who who have come to me with this and um it's like anything else it's when you are resisting something and and pretending it's not there that makes it even worse do you know, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's like half living, like pretending it's not there. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, so what you're sort of saying is that if we really look at what's going on, that's a way to start moving through it. Partially. And then, you know, making sure, again, adding the tools of access consciousness to, to everything. So asking questions instead of coming to conclusions and, you know, going, what is this? Can I change this? If so, how can I change this? And is this something I just need to be with without making it wrong and just ask it questions? So what am I, you know, what am I really grieving here? What is this? Wow. Wow. Right? So is there something, like, I can just feel, you know, in my mind and in other people's mind, I think that, like, what you said is brilliant, like, to just walk through it, or, like, you know, to be more present, to ask questions. But when it's extremely intense and severe, um, like, what have you done in your experience to, to be with that? I'm laughing because when my mom, so my mom, short story without getting into a a lengthy history, my mom and I didn't have an easy relationship, and still she's my mom, right? So when she, I mean, she she went through, talk about trauma drama, when she died, it was major trauma. I mean, she had dementia. She actually put somebody in the hospital because she clubbed them with a telephone. I mean, we just, oh no, crazy. And and it, all the while, my brother, and she didn't set things up for us financially, so we were like, and she was kind of losing her mind, right? So we, my brother and I were just chasing a snowball that was running downhill, and it was crazy. When she finally did, you know, and she, it's funny because death really is a choice, and I know that's a controversial statement, and, you know, is it true? Is that light? Mm-hmm. Right? Light and heavy, so the tools of access, right? 
So if, you know, she chose to die just before she was going to go into a home, which I think was quite brilliant because it made our lives so much easier it meant that she could actually give us some money when she died, and it also meant she didn't have to deal with all of that trauma drama too. So, um, so when she died, it was probably about uh, all in all about six months, four, no, five, five and a half months that she was in, in this intense downhill, and so it's a combination of of of, of things going on. For me, there was you know incredible loss which when I when I when I sat with it and I just allowed myself to be and I was asking myself questions this is before I knew access again but just what am what am I actually missing here what is this intensity that I'm that I'm getting here and I realized part of the loss and the grieving was that I never actually felt like I had a mother I missed it. I had ho- always hoped that I would have that with her, and I never did. So part wow. of the, the tears and the grieving was just acknowledging myself for having always been the mother and, and been the caretaker in the relationship and getting that grieving was that. And then kind of going even deeper and going, okay, so what else is here? And, and actually, in, at the Coaches Training Institute, one of the brilliant things of their model is um, something they call process coaching. And in process coaching, it's r- really about um, being with whatever emotions, and I'm putting those in quotations, emotions that show up. So it's... It, and, and there's this also, so putting this together with access, because it's kind of funny, because we also have, you know, the Ten Commandments of access. One of them is no form, structure, or significance. So it's like the whole no significance thing, one would think, oh, well, therefore, I shouldn't make it significant. Therefore, I shouldn't acknowledge it. No, it's not that at all. It's be with it and, and don't let it co- go into trauma drama. Does wow. that make sense? It does. I'm like dancing over here. <laughs> <laughs> so what what rang for you? What was that? All of it. I just I think that oh I think that like I've never considered that we could like it you I think we misidentify like we miss the person, but it's like also like what opportunities and experiences have we kind of perceived that we've missed, and like just being with it like that. Wow! 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 So that that brings up a clearing. Um, that right. I just kind of got. Would you like that? Please, please, <laughs> okay, by all cool. means. <laughs> and and for anybody listening, either online or um, in the future, um, this is the access clearing statement, which you can find at the uh, access. Uh, it's theclearingstatement.com actually, which will give a little explanation. But essentially, when we do a clearing statement, we're going back to the point of creation. So we, you know. Anytime we have something going on, there's an energy. So when we do the clearing statement, we clear the energy. So here's the process that came up. So what have you made so vital? Uh, okay, hang on. There's a few coming through. So let, me sure. try, let me try pairing this back. You all them. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the first one is where have you misidentified and misapplied um, uh, grieving for someone? Um, hang on. as actually missing, as missing something in you. Oh, my God. 
right? Oh, my God. So everything that is times a godzillion, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So what have you misidentified and misapplied grieving for someone as actually missing something in you or missing you? Missing you. That reads. Mm-hmm. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Um, when my mother died, uh, and it, you know, it's the the mother-daughter relationship is probably one of the most intense that we have in our. Oh yes. Right. <laughs> and um, when she died, you know, there's so many, so many feelings and emotions and things that went on for me. Um, relief, which then would bring up guilt, which you know is a whole conversation all by itself. Like, how could I be feeling relief when it's my mother? I shouldn't be feeling, you know, all of that stuff, right? Absolutely. And at the same time, like, and that grieving for what I never had, and and then just the loss of this person that I had made so significant in my life that had been such a huge influence in my life. And I just allowed, I gave myself full permission to be wherever I was, no matter what was going on. So Things like I would go into a bank and I would be clearing, you know, clearing up her accounts or doing some accounting or financial arrangements with someone, and I would literally just break down in tears. Mm-hmm. And I never made myself wrong for it. I just said, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's like I'm grieving right now. And, and, and people were amazing. People were so amazing. People are so incredible when we're being, you know, people will just step up. And, and I, what you didn't say at the end of that sentence is when you're being real, when you're being yeah. vulnerable, when you're being barriers down. Yeah. Right? And, and that piece of, you know, this is what's going on for me. Because in stepping out and doing barriers down and being vulnerable, and this is, this is what's going on, you're kind of stepping into observer. You're kind of going, okay, I get that this is flooding my world and this is what's going on and I can be swept away with the trauma drama of it and I can make such, oh, boo-hoo, and poor me, and I can go into all that and get all the sympathy and all the there-theres and, you know, all that. And, hey, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, that's not going to fucking change my reality, right? Right. Can we swear on this show? Yes, yes. (laughs) because <laughs> sometimes there's just no word that will do it other than you know, good old swear word. So what is it Absolutely. that's actually going to change the reality? Because that's my target, man. I mean, I'm not here to just be, you know, la, la, la. I'm here to frickin' change the world. Like, let's be who we be. And, and the way there is whatever is there, let's be willing to look at it, call a spade a spade, and go, cool, this is here. What is it going to take to change this? Can I change this? And if so, what can I do to change that? You know, the wonderful questions that Gary asks when, we're, you know, it, when we want to change anything. Right. Wow. Um, so, so as part of, like, the grieving process, um, I think that what has really helped me um, is acknowledging that the beings that have chosen other bodies that have chosen to die um, are 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 still they're still with us 
they're still, we're all part of oneness and we can still communicate with them and have them with us whenever we would like. It's just in a different way. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, sure. Happy to. Um, You know, again, you're totally coming from a different reality. Like this, we're creating a different reality just in having this conversation and anyone who's listening to it because we've never been acknowledged for the abilities and capacities that we have to see beyond what we've been told. And then when we've shared it, people have told us that we're crazy, right? So everything <laughs> that brought up, times like a million, let's destroy and uncreate it all. Yes. Strong, good and bad, fond of hawk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. When my dad died um, and I was, you know, like I said, I had just turned 16, I, that first night, my dad and I had been really, really, really close. He was my best friend. And I was absolutely devastated because there was no, you know, nobody to buffer between me and my mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and so I, you know, we've been, there's so many, I don't know if you've ever covered distractor implants on any of these calls, but we've been so like anything to do with entities has been made a wrongness and there's been like a whole collapse of, of what we call fear like people are afraid did someone just get on or off <laughs> on oh cool hi Tara how are you hey hey who's <laughs> this I'm, I'm just here I'm just checking it out what's up <laughs> awesome well if you have any questions feel free to jump in welcome welcome oh, cool. hi hi Annie Hi. So, um, so you know, that night that my dad died, I was in my room, and my I have I had two older brothers at the time, and they they were quite a bit older than me, so they were on their way out of the house, but they were there that night, and I heard footsteps downstairs, and I couldn't sleep, and I wanted you know company, so I went downstairs while both brothers were fast asleep, and I am telling you, I heard footsteps, and you know this reality will like freak you out like oh my god that's horrible and you know he'll hide under the covers and it's just not the case like is that heavy or light right right so what if my dad was actually there and what if he's always been there and what if all i have to do is just talk to him and be willing to receive him yeah and anyone that I'd like to have accompanying with me and access any, any time with them. And what if our abilities and capacities go way beyond anything we've ever been told? So everything that doesn't allow all of us to know, be, perceive, and receive all the capacities and gifts that we have, including everything I've said and everything I haven't said, but especially about entities and where they actually can contribute to us and loved ones who are, quote-unquote, on the other side. Can we please now destroy and uncreate at all times a gazillion? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> I just think that it's, I think that just, the the space that you have with all of this is just really amazing to like just an example of what it's just so unique to have so much space around these issues is wonderful um yeah so i don't even know where to go from there like well something came up actually while while you were just talking 
Is it okay if I go to another? Please, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Because recently my oldest brother, so he's kind of like my last remaining immediate family member, um, and he had uh, uh, what's called a dissected aorta, which is kind of, (laughs) basically it's a torn aorta, and it's life, you know, you have 24 hours uh, once it's been, once it's started to actually get it, or you do die, your body dies. And so we had a lot, you know, so he went through a lot of nine-hour open-heart surgery and so on, and we weren't sure. And all the while this is going on, I'm, like, watching these tugs of, and this is just this last um, March, I think it was, that this occurred. And I'm watching the tugs, like, you know, how this reality wants to pull me into the trauma and drama. Oh, my God, my brother, he's my last friend. And everybody's like, oh, your poor brother, and blah, blah, blah. And, and I call up my access peeps and I go, okay, I could use your assistance because sometimes we just require some assistance, right? Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies um, was on the phone with me and she said, okay, so expand. Expand your energy. So let's do that now, all of us. So wherever, you know, find your edges of where you think your body is. And now, if you want to close your eyes to do this, that's cool. And now, go beyond, like an inch beyond where you think your body ends. And now go foot beyond. And a couple more feet. And now, go the size of whatever dwelling you're in. And now the size of the city you're in. And the size of your country. And now make it as big as the world. Do you ever stop being? Is there anywhere that you are not? So I did that with my brother. And he's a four-hour drive from where I am, and we weren't allowed to be with him because they were minimizing contact. Um, They didn't want to bring in germs and things like that. So I literally, I just asked him, I talked to him, I just called on his energy. What do you require? And it brought me back to a time where he had gone through a pretty rough divorce, and he came over and he hung out with me, and I literally just nurtured him. I, you know, I did reflexology with him, and I, we just were, we just had him around. You know, we just were very loving and created an environment where he could just hang out with us. And um, and so I, I know that aspect of him, and I connected with that. And I, and with my friends together, as she was sort of, you know, helping me access this, I, I asked, what does he require? And I got that he just wants some comforting. So energetically, I wrapped my body around him. And I just held him. And I sent him lots and lots and lots of energy and... Um, and I know, I, I know, I reached him. Wow. And, he, and he was fine. He, he's made it. He's, he's good and he's healing. And he, in, hmm. in fact, um, he healed faster than anyone could have imagined. I, 
I called on our, our friend Gary Douglas, and he contributed some body processes and some other processes too, which I also know. And I called everybody that I know um, that does healing, and I asked them to contribute. And we all, we all did this. So do we truly just end at the end of our bodies? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Um, so with your brother and with hmm, how do I phrase this question? It's more of an energy than a question. Yeah. Um, but like how do you well more not more with other deaths you've experienced, how do you release the guilt of moving on to something new? Are you talking about a relationship or a family member? No, um, you know, it could be either. Like, you know, maybe we could talk about relationships first um, and then talk about family members because I feel like there's a bit of a different energy on each subject. Yeah, for sure. Well, guilt, as you know, is a distractor implant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like your <It> is. <laughs> <laughs> and what are distractor implants right they keep right. us from choosing they keep us from being they keep us from you know being present in our lives they're I, I, I look at distractor implants as addictions like I know addictive perverted so distractor implants are um, blame shame regret and guilt um Blame, shame, regret. Oh, my goodness, I just did a blank on what they are. Hang on just a second. I got them written down somewhere. Somewhere. Do you want to go through all 24? No, I'm just going to name them just so people know what we're talking about. So anger, rage, fury, hate, blame, shame, regret, and guilt, addictive, compulsive, obsessive, perverted points of view, love, sex, jealousy, peace, life, death, living reality, fear, doubt, business, and relationship. Yeah, there's a lot in there. And by the way, Gary and Dane have done brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, calls on Voice America, Access Consciousness, Voice Empowerment Network. It's every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can get um, the archives really easily. But they did a series of calls on these, and they're phenomenal. So if anybody wants to access that, it's easy. It's free, voiceamerica.com. You can find it there, the Access Consciousness uh, channel. Yeah, they are fantastic. So guilt is one of them. And essentially, any time that you are, you know, an implant is a lie, right? So um, guilt is a way that we put, it's like I liken it to addiction. So addiction is never about addiction, right? Addiction is a way that we have of, of not being, it's a, it's a way that we choose to avoid. It's a way that, oh, look, over there, there's the issue. The issue is smoking or eating or working or alcohol. You know, it's not what it really is. No. Right? So when you peel it back and you go, okay, so where am I choosing guilt as a way of avoiding, of avoiding me, of avoiding choosing for me? So everything Can I clear that? Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. There you are, Gretzky, going where I was going to go. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) 
by the way. I love this. <laughs> well, that's great. This is, I'm really enjoying this. I, I think that, that, that people who have been through grief, I mean, I have in mind like about five people, even just a friend who I'm so excited for them to listen to the recording of this because it's like the tools and the steps that you have given just create such a sense of space and ease for people, um, you know, like friends who have, you know, lost their husbands or I, I think that I just think this is so great. And it's a topic that I have never seen looked at just on its own. Um, wow. So I'm just so thrilled well, with it. Thank you. Actually, it's something that I've been considering creating a series around because there really isn't a whole lot. And, you know, there's lots of grief counseling and this and that, and that's all about making it so significant and going into the emotions. And, yeah, there's a place for that if it works for you. And some of us, that doesn't work so well. And I know for me, it didn't really change anything. So I'm looking for something that's actually going to change. And it's like that place of, so you talked about guilt. So what is it that has you, like so ask me a question about what is this that you're actually would like some awareness on well i mean for instance i um i have a friend who who lost her husband at, 2 years ago and you know moving on and being with somebody new is just so hard for her and she is in a relationship now but the the guilt that she experiences like and and she uses the tools of access consciousness a little bit and you know we have talked about distractor implants but I it's like what will actually I think that 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 looking at the distractor implant of it is huge but like what tools do you have um to do with the distractors or not you know just about being okay with with moving on with your life and and being willing to create something fresh and and new and ease with that change Right. I, I, I got a definite energy from your friend, so let's see if this reads for her. Um, she wouldn't be by any chance on this call, would she? I don't think so. She's working right now. Okay. So um, that's what I love about these calls, because we're talking to the future, too. How cool is that? <laughs> How does it get better than that? So I, what I got for your friend is I, I'm wondering if this is one of those oath vow fealties that she made. Like how many lifetimes has she been with this fellow that she promised she wouldn't leave him? How many times has she been his mother, his, his lover, his you know, caregiver? How many trillions of lifetimes have they said that they will never lose each other and that, you, that okay, everything that is right or wrong, yes. that part of all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So here's the clearing for her. Um, is how many oaths, vows, fealties, uh, communities, swearings, commitments, and promises has she made that we will always be together till death do us part and beyond? And will she now revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, denounce, renounce, destroy, and uncreate all of those times a gazillion? On her behalf, yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Sorry, I was <laughs> getting a call. <laughs> <laughs> So re- revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all of those times a gazillion. Right and wrong, good and yeah. bad, fun and pock, all night, shorts, boys and beyonds. The thing, the thing is, you know, people, people will say things like, well, I use access a little. To me, access is, you, you can't be just a little pregnant. Like, you know, it took me a while to, to get into asking questions and, you know, really getting how much, I was living in conclusion with everything. Like we're like these conclusion beings that walk around just 
fixed in, you know, like you cannot create anything. You cannot change anything if you're living in conclusion. There's nowhere else to go, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, how many conclusions is she living in when she's saying, I can't move on or I can't choose someone different? Absolutely. Right? So even just asking the question, like, so what is this? What, and, and so what, what have I made so vital? This is something she can also ask. What have you made so vital about, about let's see, what is this? Is it moving on that's really sticking her or is there, does she have somebody else or she don't, won't even allow that possibility? She has someone else. She does have someone else, so she's still mm-hmm. stuck in the past. I'm just trying to get a read on her. Say a little more about her. Um, I'm not sure there's too much more to say. Um, she... She's just she's an she's an incredible woman, and uh, she actually does use the tools quite a bit. Um, what can I even? But where's she getting stuck? Where is she getting stuck? I mean, or is that just a story she's telling herself? And she, like, if she's really moved on, maybe she's really moved on, and she's still telling herself a story. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was actually a while ago that we even feel like she has moved on. I feel like the energy has cleared in a huge way. Yeah, I didn't get anything heavy at all. Like, I didn't get any sense that she's still stuck. I think if... No, me either. (laughs) Well, and that's just another great Ten Commandments, right? Like the tongue-in-cheek Ten Commandments that Gary Douglas has, the founder of Access. Um, Never buy, tell, listen, or, you know, never buy, tell, or listen to the story. The thing is, you can clear something and then go tell the story and create it all over again. It's like, wow, is that like a little... And you know what? Yeah, it's fascinating. It is totally cleared. (laughs) How cute is that? Oh, we are so cute. (laughs) So I'm just curious, because I know you... There are a couple of people on the call. Does anyone have any questions? Hmm? Annie? Yeah. I had a question. Um, I had three people in my family die within 11 months. I mean, this was, you know, about 15 years ago. But when I look back at that, I realized that a lot of things changed for me. Like I had a lot of fear of being alone. Like, I didn't want to be alone. Because like, the only one I had left was my mother at that point. And it's like, oh, I don't want to be alone when she dies. And I started, like, holding on to a lot of things. Like, personal items as well. And now she's passed away as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, are you, how familiar are you with Access Consciousness? I've been using the tools for three years now. Oh, cool. I'm sorry. What's your name? Anne. Anne. Oh, hi. Another hi. Anne. Annie. Yeah. Anne meet Annie. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So um, have you ever heard Gary Douglas talk about fear? Yeah. So does, would an infinite being be fearful? No. I mean, I'm, 
and and you know I get awarenesses and different things come up you know through dreams or you know I'll wake up and go oh my gosh I've been doing that I mean it, it just kind of hit me a couple weeks ago it's like I've been like holding on to so much stuff and going I was afraid of being alone and ever since this I've been holding on to this stuff so is your question more to do about the hoarding or holding on to stuff than it is about fear or being alone or like what's your actual question well um I mean, just holding on to a lot of things. Um, It's like I I made sure I got into a relationship and got married because I was afraid of being alone once my mother died. And it was just like, what did I do? (laughs) Yeah, so I keep hearing like that sentence, I'm afraid of being alone, I'm afraid of being... Could we say that three times, please? I'm afraid of being alone, I'm afraid of being alone, I'm afraid of being alone. Okay, cool. All the Shiku implants and explants and Mobius strips and quantum particulates that are holding that in place, will you please now revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all of them? Times a godzillion. Yes. Thank you. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock. All nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Does that create a little more space? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Is there something else? I don't know. I mean, just think things are unraveling, and I'm I'm starting to see that, and it's like, wow, where have I been? <laughs> yeah. It's where like have it. you been in the computation of your own life? Yeah. Yeah. How many of us have actually eliminated ourselves from our lives because we've been focusing on everyone else? Mm-hmm. Is that read for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I look back at some decisions that I've made and go, why did I do that? Who, who was making these decisions? Mm-hmm. Well, and in looking back, I mean, that's okay. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, the whole metaphysical community. And by the way, I'm trained up the wazoo with all that stuff. <laughs> so it's funny, you know, to hear talk about this. But, you know, so much of that stuff is based on the past. And past is, you know, cool. And what about now? What about what is it that we can choose to create now? What choices? Because, you know, the, the elements of creation, right? Cho- uh, question, choice, possibility, and contribution. So, you know, and, and then coming into that, you know, living every 10 seconds, you get to choose something different. So how much choice have you eliminated in your life by focusing on the past? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like waking up and looking around going, who did this? And, and so what? This? Like, who, who cares who did it? The point is, I know. Who's, yeah. who's choosing it now? Yes, yes. Right? So, and, and where yeah. are you in the computation of your own life? So truth, who does that belong to? Hmm. Is it even me. yours? <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> that was light. <laughs> I love when people laugh when I ask questions. (laughs) You know that, right, Um, Anne, that when you ask, when when you have something and you laugh and it's it's light for you, therefore it's true for you? Mm -hmm. You know about that? Yeah. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. It's delightful. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks for the question. so, Annie, can you talk a little bit? You know, I really like the conversation. Last week, um, um, Adriana um, 
uh, I always get her name wrong, Pop Deco, um, was on the call. And we were talking about magic and entities and fairies and gnomes and, and all those different realities. And I'm just wondering, I'm sitting here and this is the phone as I'm saying it, you know, how can we use death or people moving from one body to the next as a way to even get closer to that as, you know, somebody that we have spent a lot of time with is now, you know, not in or they're in a different reality. And, um, and you know, what, you know, do you do a lot of work with entities or, um, you know, like, what, well, I, what I haven't it? yet, but clearly I'm, I am now going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I know I have a capacity in this area, and it's funny because it is something that I have actually been avoiding, but I am no oh, longer okay. avoiding it. It's well, so funny. <laughs> I was bringing it. Hey, Annie. <laughs> yeah, no, and it is an area that I, you know, that I do have. A, and I, you know what I think what it is is some of us, like, I, I don't know if you were on the Amsterdam Foundation Level 1 that Gary just did, Gary Douglas just did a class streamed online, and it was just brilliant. But one of the things that, you know, I don't know how many of us have been told that we were too slow. And where have we misidentified and misapplied that actually what was happening was we were faster than anyone else and we actually got it faster, but then we brought doubt in and told ourselves that we didn't know something to fit in. So it's like how many capacities and awarenesses do we have about entities and, and you know, um, time, like does time actually exist? And, and, and if you could just access all dimensions and all realities and be super present now and go, okay, what, how can I take advantage of this? And, and so what is it that you're actually wanting from the entities that, you know, if you're talking about a loved one that's passed, is it comfort? Is it advice? Is it expertise? Is it contribution? Is it, you know, like what? What is that that you would like? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a, a personal question. I, I've just found personally that, um, you know, like, I, I mean, all of it. Like, I, I just think that, like, after, like, my uncle died, um, it was like my connection to, I was severely depressed, but my connection to other dimensions and realities became so clear because it was like somebody who was so close to me um, at that, like, my whole life once he had passed on, it was like I was closer. I, I allowed myself to be closer to the things that I had before hidden from. And yeah. so it was almost like his death was a gift. It showed me, you know, he ch- he chose what he chose. And, and he also chose to invite me into other possibilities and dimensions and realities. And uh, frankly, I don't know if I'd be doing the work that I'm doing right now if it wasn't for that. Wow. Wow. And, and, you know, it's so interesting because as you were talking, I was getting like a download of stuff. And one of them is that, you know, entities are just people without bodies. Exactly. So you're going to get nice entities and mean entities and evil little fox and, you know, rattlesnakes and, and all sorts of them. So, uh, you know, Shannon O'Hara is the expert, he, you know, the, one of the key experts. She's Gary Douglas's daughter, and she's done tons and tons and tons of work on Talk to the Entities. And 
I mean, yeah, I'm certainly not holding myself up as an expert. I, I kind of consider myself pretty new at that area, and it is something I'm actually going to be. I know that um, Carlina, oh, I never know how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> Vanderway. So yeah, thank you, Vanderway. She's coming to Toronto for a talk to the entities class at, in October. I'm sorry. I can't remember when. I just know I'm going. And um, so there's lots of people out there that do this work. And also some friends of ours like Kara, Kara Conlon-Wright and Brett Russia do a talk to the entities. In fact, I think they have even a call today um, at 5 p.m. Eastern Time or 6 p.m. Eastern Time on um, on some talk radio show. <laughs> I'm so I'm terrible. I never remember the names of these things. But there's like if you if you if you um, Google it, I'm sure you'll find just going on Kara's Kara uh, Conlon Wright's uh, access page. I think she she probably has some information there or Facebook page. But what also came to me was that you you know just like you would talk to. Um, to, to people, you would talk to entities. Like, I had a friend of mine, one of my very, very best friends, die. Um, she had been, she had so many problems with her heart. Her name was Sylvia. And um, one day, she, I just got a phone call, and she, she had died. And, you know, of course, I'm like, I'm filled with all the, the missing of her and the grieving. But I also, I also... God, like I heard her, she came, she was with me, and I heard her laughing, and she was like flying, giggling, going, finally I'm free of that body. That body was like a prison for her, and she was wow. she was just having fun and giggling, and I'm going like, and I would be sad for her for what reason? Like talk exactly. about right? Like she's free. She's she's free of all the pains of her body. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating, you know, the way to get free of your pain, quote-unquote pain, is to die, um, and that's a choice, right? It's just that doesn't mean it's the end. Absolutely. Right? What if there is no end? And what if talking to people who have passed is as simple as just talking to them and then listening? It's like animals, right? We've come to believe that we don't have ways of understanding animals or or getting what they're actually saying. It's just like, like the first language is energy. And uh, uh, animals get the energy that we be before words. Like I could swear my cats understand every word I say. Like they get everything I say before it comes out of my mouth. Well, what if that were true for everyone, all of us? Absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. Well, we're about coming here. Um, Annie, this has been so great. I'm so excited. Um, thank you for those who have called in, and I'm so excited to share this. This is just going to be a huge gift to so many people who have lost, um, you know, people in their lives or had big change. I think it even applies there as well. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so grateful. It's like the space that you bring to this issue is is phenomenal. So thank you so much. You're so, so welcome, Julia. And if um, anybody wants to, to find out more about facilitation or classes or coaching or anything uh, that I do, you can find me at RadicalWisdom.com or email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E, at RadicalWisdom.com. 
You can also find me on the Access Consciousness site at anniegelfand.accessconsciousness.com. I'm, I always <laughs> offer uh, 10 minutes free to anyone who calls. Uh, so um, I'm happy to, uh, to offer that and be that in the world. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any upcoming classes that you're facilitating? I do, actually. Thank you for asking, Julia. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a, an MTVSS class that I'm offering on July 14th here in Peterborough, Ontario, and that's a three-and-a-half or three-hour class, which is a body process. It helps boost the immune system. And um, you can find that, actually, if you just go to Facebook.com, you can find me just by going to RadicalWisdom.com or even Annie Galfand. You'll find me, and my classes are, are posted there. I also have um, weekly, uh, weekly access tasters every Wednesday from 7 until 7.30. We do a half an hour of free. Uh, you know, I'll pick a tool. We'll pick a tool every week and focus on that. And then from 7:45 till 9, it's um, I, I offer uh, clearing nights. So anybody who has an issue and wants to clear it, we will do that. And that's every Wednesday here in Peterborough. And then every Friday for anyone who's ever taken Access Bars, the full day workshop, we do exchanges every Friday from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. I have a foundation class on July the 19th and 20th here in Peterborough, and then Level 1 the following weekend, July 26th and 27th. Wow. Yay. Wow. Way to, keep, <laughs> way to keep it alive. That's amazing. That, you more do coming. so much. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, you're such an inspiration. Thank oh, you so and I have, much. I almost forgot. I also have um, a full CD. It's a joint venture project that I did with Access uh, Consciousness. It's called uh, Access um, Clearing Processes. And it's a full hour of uh, clearing processes. Some are as long as three to five minutes on every topic from body awareness to changing your financial reality to migraines and you name it. And that you can find uh, as well on my, on my Facebook page or you can email me at Annie at RadicalWisdom.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And thank you to everyone who uh, called in and joined us today. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Next week on the show will be Marilyn Bradford. And she and I are going to be discussing addiction. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. Oh, my um, gosh. Thank she you. awesome. She is such a powerhouse. So as are you. So thank you so much for your, for your, your help, your, your <laughs> radical wisdom. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Take care. You Bye, too. guys.